everyone to watch challenge on each episode we challenge ourselves to find and watch a film of of a particular type and then report back the results to each other and you find listeners my name is mike went and i'm aaron spears this episode's listener suggested challenge uh is attempted movie stars which was submitted to us by ken and i gotta say this was the most challenged of our watch challenges <laughs> yeah. for me so far. I dug it. I dug it. I liked it a lot. It was fun, but I was like, damn. Yeah, I agree. Cause there's, there's a lot of different ways you can go with this. And there's Absolutely. also, it, it's almost subjective a little bit, you know, could <laughs> like one, you know, one person's, uh, you know, this was a failed attempt could be another person's, Oh, that was great. You know? Right. So. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, I should say too, like we'd say it at the top that like we um, report back the results to each other and the listeners, like we don't discuss this. We're not texting ahead of time. We we announce the challenge and then we kind of go in our, our, our separate ways. And I think this one may have been potentially given us the most fractured approach yeah. possible, <laughs> which yeah. is good. It's good for, for your, you know, content and discovery and all that. But I was like, I started writing down some notes. I was like, cause usually I like, I'll brainstorm a little bit. Like what first films come to mind? Are those too obvious? Like, yeah, you know, I don't mind doing a couple obvious ones, but usually like the official pick, I want it to be like a discovery, you know, kind of thing. Sure. Sure. By the wayside. So I was like, wait, attempted movie stars. Are we looking at performance-based are these like curiosities is this going to have any overall quality it seems like it veers right into good bad films because part of that in my brain was uh, a couple of the suggestions ken sent in with his um topic was like you know fair game with cindy crawford or right i know a personal favorite of his jim cotta with kurt thomas um, <laughs> i think you mentioned uh cool as ice with vanilla ice and i was like oh, oh yeah we're in like fun bad territory I yeah think. pretty solid yeah, no, it's uh yeah, the, I mean that's kind of the route that I went. Uh but uh mm-hmm. I am curious to see how how you went cuz it sounds like yeah, we might have went slightly different, but uh I went that's, in that's the part that's the great thing about this uh the challenge every week is Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> what direction will we go? Exactly. I kind of covered the the bases uh, a little bit so to speak. I went in a few of those I went in all those directions actually. So I did have yeah. a question, and if this is one of your picks, I guess, you know, say, well, we'll get to that in a minute, Aaron. But, like, one of the first ones I thought of was Spice World, <laughs> for some reason. And, yeah. But I immediately also discounted it because I don't think that movie was attempting to make them movie stars because they're playing themselves, for one. Yeah. And it is kind of its own cult hit, so it's not really, like, a forgotten movie. Yeah. Um, or anything. But So I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So I guess I needed it to be people that aren't playing themselves no that yeah that's a good like a lot of times with these episodes i like to bounce ideas off uh my wife um Mm -hmm. and and certainly spice girl or spice world was was discussed uh (laughs) but uh i do remember that i mean you know obviously we both kind of grew up in the same era and yeah you know that was kind of amongst like i i think certain uh you know, it, and I'm not just excluding it to, or, or not just exclusively saying it was like popular to girls, but, um, you know, a lot of like girls in my 
class would would talk about renting that and you know oh, having yeah. a whole night behind it. So yeah, I think it has a little more staying power than maybe the box office numbers would would indicate. Like <laughs> you know, people people did find it eventually. Yeah. I was just sticking with that one for a second. Like the demographic there is definitely what you're talking about, but also, you know, horny heterosexual boys <laughs> who are like, oh, hey, the Spice World, the Spice right. World, you know, whatever. But they wouldn't admit to it. That would be a right, total, right. like, you know, shame watch or, you know, like, oh, no, it's my sister's movie. I don't watch that kind of thing. Uh, but it's also big within uh, the queer community, too. Like there's like, yes. it's like um, I think there's like a camp value to it that like I'm sure John Waters is probably a big fan of, of Spice oh, World. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it tentacled out a bit more than um, than you know we we give it credit for. If you're only looking at like the box office receipts for its initial release, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but um, well, yeah, so what what was your process, Mike? What did you? How did you end up crafting your um, your your picks this week? Yeah, so I, I will say uh, you know, and obviously this is probably boring to listeners, but I've been um, at my household. We've been having this like chronic internet problem. So this did, uh, kind of hinder some of my, my searching for, for, for things. Sure. But I, uh, recently, you know, some friend of my, uh, a couple friends were coming over and, uh, I, I have to be honest, like it was, you know, I, I like to give the tour of the house and my, uh, my movie, uh, closet upstairs was just, kind of in a bit of disarray so i i decided to like reshelve and uh you know added a diff- a new shelf and everything so yeah. it it allowed me to like look over certain things that i own but maybe have not necessarily watched before so right. uh this kind of it triggered a lot of things because sometimes i'll just buy stuff just on reputation alone oh sure and i would have never seen it um so I will say, at least, you know, one of my honorable mentions is a movie, a little scene movie from 1987 mm-hmm. called Enemy Territory. Um, it is, uh, it stars Ray Parker Jr. Oh, so nice. He is, <laughs> he is the the star. It's like a gritty kind of, uh, you know, basically he he's a uh, an insurance salesman who gets trapped in this New York city, uh, <laughs> public housing building and it's terrorized by a street gang. So it's basically him and the, some of the neighborhood, um, ganging up to, uh, to take him over. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, you know, from just looking at the Wikipedia, it was very barely released. So yeah, obviously they probably didn't have a lot of faith in it, but I think it was intended to, to possibly steer uh, Ray Parker Jr. from pop star to, you know, movies as well. Well, also, you said, what year did you say? 87? 87, yeah. That's the, just based on the premise alone, I've never even heard of this one. So <laughs> my, my interest is definitely peaked. But um, that's like, a, that's pre-Die Hard then too. And it's like, you know, trapped in a building, assault is happening. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. No, it, it's, uh, it's actually... There, there's a lot of like good like there's kind of like some good one-liners into it um but it's only only ever been released on vhs so oh, i nice. can i can thank um our mutual friend matt diltz williams uh who uh 
had a, a pop-up video store several years ago and it happened to be playing in the background. And I was like, I, I need to buy this. Just what? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I, I have never fully watched the whole thing. Just the clips I've seen piqued my interest. So I, I oh, think, you know, that's absolutely. Yeah. Just bringing up like the uh, VHS cover. I was like, this is totally a movie. If I saw on the shelf and I was a kid, I'd be like, yep, I'm watching this one. <laughs> don't care who's in it um oh that's it so you that's um all right so at, at his point in that at, sorry at that point in his career ray parker jr um pop star like singer yes trying to branch out into films okay yeah um, so this was post ghostbusters uh you know oh, it, right. okay yeah it was like well, why was was he enough of I, I wasn't paying attention to music enough in the 80s to know like was he enough of a name that they thought they could build a career yeah. okay but yeah post ghostbusters for sure yeah that's interesting. So one of the one of my honorable mentions also went the um, went the the singer route, I guess as well. I went. With, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I went with uh, Fifty Cent for <laughs> one of my picks. So I went with like the actor. Sorry, Curtis Jackson, because he's now yes. transitioned into more professional. Just I'm an actor. Um, obviously, you know, huge hit in the club. Um, I I'm a hip hop fan, but I'm not a, necessarily a huge fan of his career. Um, but yeah. I was aware of him. And then he made his uh, acting debut in a Jim Sheridan film, like director of In the Name of the Father and My Left Foot and right. in America. And yeah. then he makes this 50 Cent movie. And again, I, I was kind of poking fun at like people don't play themselves in the movie like Spice World. <laughs> yes, technically, it's the tale of an inner city drug dealer who turns away from a life of crime to pursue his passion of rap music. That is clearly his story, but he does not play 50 Cent. He plays Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a veneer of like, this isn't really me kind of thing. But also the fact that they got like Jim Sheridan is directing this it's movie. It's a big name. Yeah. My interest is peaked, right? And then also Terrence Winter is the writer. Like Sopranos, yeah. Rock Empire, Wolf of Wall Street. I was like, God damn, like I am watching this movie. And it's I, I think it's a solid movie. I mean, if you're interested in that story, it's well done. He's I mean, he's stiff. 50 cents. Sorry. I'm, Curtis Jackson is a little stiff. But like he's also just doing his thing. So it, it feels more like a performative, like music video level of a performance than anything yeah. else. It would be weirder if he was starring in like Phantom Thread or something like that would not. Right, work. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> it kind of kind of works here. The also the weird thing is and we're saying attempted movie stars here. If you look him up, like his filmography, I mean, he's got dozens of movies at this point. Yeah. Maybe like two dozen, whatever. Um, but and I'm pretty sure he was on a TV series for on, on stars. Like I, and that's like a channel I, I don't have, but I think yeah. it was called power or something like that. Like yeah, I, power. he got um, like pretty good reviews for that, but yeah, he the show ran um, for six years. I don't know how many seasons that was, but like he's billed as like main role. Um, yeah. And then he's also pops up as himself. He's got a lot of TV credits, mostly as himself. But I, people would be hard pressed to know any of the movies that he's in because they're 50 Cent Curtis Jackson movies. But like people know of the movie like Southpaw and like Escape Plan, Den of Thieves. But like these aren't 50, these aren't Curtis Jackson films. He's just in them. You know what I mean? So right. Like, I don't think he's got to that like attempted movie stars we're going for. He's not opening your movie. But he's around the movies and he's part of the I think he's going to be part of the Expendables universe now because he's in the next Expendables movie. Yeah. Um, 
And he also did a bunch of movies with Val Kilmer, of all people, that went like straight to streaming, straight to video, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, it was more than a couple where I was like, oh, my God, is Curtis Jackson friends with Val Kilmer? It's like <laughs> we're doing several movies together. It's really fascinating. And if you look at his co-stars, like he's been in like a couple um, Bruce Willis movies. He's been in a Robert De Niro's one of it. I'm like, oh, all right. But he's not opening films. So I don't think he's like he's not movie star. He's still an attempted movie star. But like he's just, you know, he's grinding out a solid acting career at this point. Yeah, he's like I, I think uh he might have worked a couple times with Gerard Butler. I, I wanted oh, to say for sure. like, yeah. oh Dennis Thieves like, for sure, but yeah. Yeah. They're you know, I don't know. That that that's uh, like but, one of those names who's like who shows up in all these things. It brings along a, a lot of musicians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do six movies a year. The Venn diagram of 50 Cent and Bruce Willis and um, Gerard Butler. What else did you have for honorable mentions, Mike? Uh, it's already been mentioned at the top of the episode, but um, Cool as Ice uh, is one of my all-time favorite theatrical experiences that I've ever had. Uh, really? <laughs> yes, it was uh, uh, several years back at the Cedar Lee Theater, uh, you know, a 35 millimeter print of it of, by, you know, uh, of all things. Yeah. But um, it was one of those movies where I had just, you know, leading up to it, uh, you know, our friend Dave had played the trailer and I was so hyped for this movie and uh, <laughs> only wait, wait, heard... was, that, was that your first time seeing it, too? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's perfect. Because I think for a long time, I think it was only like a VHS thing or or something, you know. Yeah. Um, But now, I mean, recently it came out on Blu-ray and and a pretty nice – there's actually some pretty nice special features (laughs) on it. Um, But uh, I I will say, I mean, obviously this was, you know, early 90s – peak you know kind of thing where they tried it's a bad script uh you know he doesn't like some of the lines are so bad oh yeah cat words of wisdom drop that zero and get with the hero where you been chilling with cat you know the chick who drives the horse yo i gotta talk to cat she's not here she's right behind you you know I'm out of here. Oh, I thought we were out of here. Then less geo. Uh, but uh, it's just one of those things where I, you know, I just kind of fell in love with it oh, <laughs> at that at that moment, just because the whole communal experience with it. It's it's something if you watch it by yourself, I don't think you're going to have as much fun. But if you get get the right group of friends, I think you'll have a great time. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's definitely. It's like the when we first started showing the room, the Tommy was so oh, yes. like I, I watched it at home on DVD and I stopped after 20 minutes because I was like, this is garbage. I need to watch <laughs> this group of people. I need the full experience, et cetera, et cetera. And then, yeah, then it's just it's your cry laughing with a group. Yeah. That's just the way to do it. Um, yeah. Cool. As I, I had the VHS of that. I don't know if it has survived over the years, but that used to be like. <laughs> Friends of mine and I would like Rocky Horror Picture Show that in the living room when it was on, you know, drop the zero, get with a hero and yes, all that stuff. And then because also at the time period, too, um, I didn't catch it till home video. But uh, the 
the corrupt or the the dad in the movie too. Um, Michael Gross, Michael Gross. Like the yeah. dad from Growing Pains. But no, like Vanilla Ice was just again. That's like Get Rich or Die Trying. He's not technically playing Vanilla Ice, but he's playing Vanilla Ice. I mean, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know he had a very small part in uh, Ninja Turtles Two, uh, where Ninja he did go. the Ninja. Did. Yes. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that that counts to you know raise his superstar <laughs> profile um but i think we'll uh, do like that same thing with 50 cent where you're like vanilla ice ain't opening your movie yeah. so, <laughs> so still attempted movie star yeah um, any others for you i do have one other one um uh, so this isn't a category that i'm gonna i'm gonna tentatively title like the 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 ryan reynolds cameron diaz award of like those two <laughs> actors definitely made it obviously at this point like, yeah those are movie stars but they were attempting to be movie stars for years with terrible stuff oh yeah and could have easily gone a different route where like a, a wrong a pick you know pass on a project and they would have gone nowhere and <laughs> i feel like that's where my pick is at now like so far i've been wildly unimpressed with everything and i may mispronounce this uh cara delavigne Oh, yes. Okay. I've been totally unimpressed with everything she's done so far. But if you're listening to this podcast like two years in the future, I may be totally eating my words. <laughs> but my first experience watching her in something was Luc Besson's Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh. And I went in to watch it because I'm a diehard Ethan Hawke fan. Yeah. And he plays a space pimp. <laughs> and I can't even get out. The movie is just terrible but i was at the working actually at the same theater i was working at the cedar lee at the time and a co-worker loved the comic or the graphic novel it's based on and he explained the whole story and i was like damn this sounds awesome and we we're just like what the fuck is this movie <laughs> and it seemed like that was supposed to be launching her and also dane dehan who arguably could also be an attempted movie star at this point yeah um, and also rihanna who was also on my short list for hey you've been in battleship you've been in valerian like just maybe stick with music videos and singing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's actually, I've watched it one and a half times since then. And Valerian kind of is starting to work for me as okay. a movie. It's Luke Besson, So it's kind of got some fifth element flavor to me of just like, yeah. you know what? Just relax and have some fun. It's this kind of balls of the wall, like wild, like wildly inconsistent science fiction one. And I have a, uh, a good like film buddy who just insists like this will be a cult movie in the in the future and i was like man I, sure, i'll go with you when it's screened somewhere but nobody's screening this movie right now because Shira is not opening films and uh you know didn't help that one at all i should say too not singer in this case uh model moving into yeah uh, and you know keep going that's fine i don't want to be disparaging but like it's just not working for me i think she's also yeah. been too but yeah that is one that i um at the time, I had the movie pass card, and uh, was basically seeing everything. Yeah. Um. But for whatever reason, you could not pay me to to see that. For <laughs> for you know, I just I don't know. I think like during the time period that came out, I was like really obsessed with Dunkirk or something. You know, like I yeah, I, yeah. I just kept seeing that instead something of else. yeah. So that is one that I will definitely have to add be, to my watch list just because. You know, uh, it's one of those things. Yeah, <laughs> maybe one of those like you, you want to wait for the crowd, though. I don't know. Yeah, um, <laughs> but you no, know, we'll see. So, so what film did you end up picking for this 
challenge. Okay. So this one did some digging and feel free to veto me if this doesn't count for our topic, Mike, but (laughs) I, I feel like, I feel like it does because I've built up this whole idea of, is this person able to open a film because they are in it? You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, movie star, you're attempting to be a movie star. Cause if you look this guy up, his movies worldwide have technically made billions, plural of dollars, billions of dollars. Yeah. But I just don't think anyone's going to see a movie because Tyrese Gibson is starring in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's in the Fast and Furious franchise. He's in several of the Transformers franchises. But the movie I want to highlight, I actually love. And it's his debut film. Oh, sorry. So we're coming. Tyrese, um, singer, singing career. I think he did some modeling, too. I knew him uh, as that hot guy that my sister had a calendar of. <laughs> so, that's where I was yeah. coming to it for, in 2001 when he starred and, in my opinion, knocked it out of the fucking park in John Singleton's Baby Boy. John Singleton, creator of the breakthrough film Boys in the Hood, brings you a new look at life in the hood. <laughs> I love you, girl. You got my son, and you're probably going to be my wife. I got a date talking about I look all right. I look good. It's time for you to grow up and be a man. Be a man? What you mean, like you? No, you can never be like me. Tired of you cheating on me. What is all of that, Jody? That's breaking the code, baby. I wouldn't break the code. I respect the code. What's this? Sensitive ass females. Y'all some unstable creatures. You need to shut up. I ain't gonna say the B word. I'm gonna say unstable creatures. Ain't that the way it go? You know what your problem is, baby boy? You need to stop sitting around here trying to blame everybody for your problems. You my girl. I already told you you can't stay here. My baby daddy ain't having that. Oh, Jody? They don't be calling my house asking to speak to my woman. What's happening, buddy? We're going to kill Jody Joe. Do something. It's allowed to come through with all his homies who shoot me, my girl, and my baby. Ah, Jody! Mama! Ready to go to war, huh? I ain't trying to be no killer. It, you know, modest. Hit, no, not even modest. Hit. Like, it made its money back. But I think it's my personal favorite uh, John Singleton film. And it's weird because seen at the time, I did not know anybody really in the, well, I knew the hot guy from my sister's calendar was starring in it. Snoop Dogg's in it. My man Ving Rhames is in it. And some lady named Taraja P. Henson was in it. Yes. And I did not know the chops of, uh, of Tyrese at the time. And I definitely did not know the chops of Taraja P. Henson at the time. But that said, it hit me. Uh, so like 2001, um, I was finishing up. No, I was in, I was kind of like halfway through film school, uh, film history and, and, and criticism. So I was like steeped in like film geek shit, like at film school. Right. And <laughs> yeah. this movie hit me. Uh, sorry. So baby boy, it's, um, it's, uh, Tyrese and trash B Henson are a couple. They're not, they're kind of on and off again, but the, the quick description they have on IMDb is a South central LA, a misguided 20 year old man, uh, AKA baby, baby boy faces the commitments in real life. Very boring premise, right? It's a slice yeah. of life drama about him still living with his mother. She's dating Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames is like ripped as hell. Like he <laughs> huge. And so like there's, it plays with these interesting ideas of masculinity, 
And the movie grabbed me because the very first image you have is like a grown ass man. I'm pretty sure it's Tyrese in the womb. Like it's this weird, like sci-fi opening. And there's this talk about like how um, I want to say like a, a, a social, Oh shoot. Like a, not a social worker, but like a social philosophy of like the stunted male ego or stunted male development in like a poor, like economically depressed single mother household. Like what does it mean to be a man? There's this psychiatrist, a lady named Dr. Frances Cress Welsing. She has a theory about the black man in America. She says that because of the system of racism, the black man in this country has been made to think of himself as a baby, a not yet fully formed being who has not realized his full potential. To support her claim, she offers the following. First off, what does a black man call his woman? Mama. Secondly, what does a black man call his closest acquaintances? His boys. And finally, what does a black man call his place of residence? The crib. And I was like, oh, damn, this is not what I thought this was going to start off with. And then it's just the most raw, like, emotional, like, connections and then also disintegrations between him and Taraji P. Henson. They, like, they have these fights that are just some of the most vicious, cut-you-to-the-bone fights that you feel embarrassed watching because they are so real and they're so emotional. Yeah. Singleton films them like a Cassavetes, uh, like, raw emotional intensity. Handheld camera work follows them around, long takes. And it's just, just, it's so raw. Um, it's a couple of scenes are really hard to watch. And Tyrese, I was like, I don't see him as a singer. I don't see him as the Transformers guy. If you watch this movie tomorrow and you've never seen it, he like, <laughs> yeah. I was like what is he doing? Um, Stoop Dog's also great in it. Ving Rhames is one of my favorite roles of him. He's more of like supporting character here, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, it was always like that Cassavetes movie style that John Singleton did. And I was like, damn it. It sucks that John Singleton left too early. He died. Uh, you know, oh, like, yeah. But like, man, I wanted to see where else he was going to be going in his career because like he he had some really interesting. And, and he followed up um, a couple years later with um, Four Brothers, which also Tyrese is in. Eh, it's a little more uneven to me, but like Tyrese is still solid. But man, Baby Boy, I was like, dude, this guy's going places. And then he went to Transformer land and he went to Fast and Furious <laughs> land. And I was like, all right, man, that's you do you. I will argue to say that uh, Tyrese and um, Ludacris are, you know, some of the fun parts of those fast, the recent Fast and the Furious right. movies. They yes. they have this good like buddy, you know, yeah. tit a tat, which which is good. But uh, but no, I this is another one. Have I I know of the movie, just never saw it, and yeah. uh, I'm almost like hearing you talk about it like makes me wanna. Try to watch it tonight. <laughs> yeah. So what's uh, what's your pick, Mike? What's your official pick for Attempts at Movie Stars? So um, I went with uh, a movie that, um, you know, at the time of, uh, of my life when this movie came out, I had just started working at a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I typically watched everything. But this was one that uh, I just had no interest in. But, you know, every now and then would have to kind of peek in the auditorium to – to, to you know to quiet down teenagers and everything oh one of those but uh yeah but it, the the movie that i ultimately 
uh, picked here stars. Uh, it's a kind of a double whammy because it was a, an attempt to make an, a, a stand-up comedian a star, but also I think an attempt to make a, a reality show uh, person slash musician a star and Dane Cook and Jessica Simpson. And the movie is called Employee of the Month. They're lazy. You have no idea how much planning and energy it takes to keep such a low profile. A little slow. Are you staring at my breasts? I don't know. And get no respect. Okay, suck All right! A new cashier is joining the team. I'm Amy. Hey. I see you've met Zach. He's one of our box boys. Chicks always go after the alpha male like, like a, a Discovery, Discovery Channel, Channel sex blaster. But when an underachiever... You're the lowest of the low. Yeah, the lowest of the low. ...decides to step up. I think she has a thing for the employee of the month. I'll win employee of the month. He can't do it alone. Maybe you should listen to your loser buddies. Who's calling me a loser? Easy there. No need to get physical. No, I'm serious. I can't see who's calling me a loser. Butterbonds? She's all mine. Wouldn't be too sure about that. An unlikely group of heroes. It's a go. Clean up on It's today, Chris! We'll find themselves... Ready to do this? Yeah. ...on the winning team. Most guys try really hard to impress me. Something different about you. From the producers of Wedding Crashers. Oh! This is an 81 Honda. How dare you? Employee of the Month. Do you know what this is? Yes, a 10 times larger than life replica of you. I don't remember this one. Yeah, so it... it there's probably a reason because it's pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, But it's basically... Uh, Dane Cook plays a underachieving box boy at a uh, at like a, basically a Costco or BJ's or something like that. Oh, gotcha. And um, the uh, you know the the hot or like the the, uh, the very good cashier of the place is played by Dax Shepard, who has a seventeen month employee of the month. Uh, streak going and if he gets one more month he wins a ten thousand dollars in a car um all the while uh we are introduced to the new girl who has been uh transferred to the store played by jessica simpson Mm -hmm. and uh it immediately starts a a dane cook and dax shepherd uh rivalry to get the attention of the girl this movie I probably, I might have like half smiled once. I uh, I did not, I did, I did not really laugh. Like there might have been one half laugh because you have like a couple different you know uh, veteran comedians who are in it. Like Harlan Williams has kind of like you know he plays like one of the friends of Dane Cook. Um, wow. But you know at the time Dane Cook was pretty much the the hottest like stand up at that at that particular time like he had a small he had a small part in the movie waiting which came out with ryan reynolds uh you know i think like maybe a year or two before Mm -hmm. and then even um hbo at the time from what i remember had a uh a show about his stand-up tour that was like blowing up it was like a docu-series about his stand-up so like he was Mm -hmm. he was kind of like at the moment so that probably the natural progression would have been movies but uh you know in this uh 
it wasn't a very expensive movie to make and it ultimately made its money back. But it's like he had like a few years where he had a couple like starring vehicles. And I think each one was like diminishing returns each time, <laughs> just like the, they just never had the right script um, yeah. and, or uh director. And uh, yeah, it, there, there's even the scene uh, in which it's revealed that, you know, they're like, why, why is Jessica Simpson's character single and everything? Mm-hmm. And it's revealed that she has, um, oversized ears. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's played as this like, kind of, you know, it's supposed to be slightly, you know, emotional when she finally reveals her ears, but it just looks like these large prosthetic ears that just don't, <laughs> don't really, uh, they don't really fit into place. And yeah, I, you know, it, it's also, it's like, it's almost like an hour and 50 minutes. And I, I just like, I was like looking at, I kept looking at my watch. I was like, Oh my God, there's still a half hour left of it. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah, no, it's like a 70 minutes tops. Yeah. 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 So that. yeah, it was, it's not, it's not a great movie, but it is kind of a curious, you know, I, it kind of goes with, I think of that mid two thousands where there was like kind of, these whole string of comedies, like these, like every man kind of like comedies that they try to be bring back maybe from like the, the eighties and stuff. And yeah. they just, they just didn't work or this didn't work for me anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause it's like, um, there's a way to do this. Cause like there are hits like, you know, just clerks or office yeah. space. Well, office space is an office situation, not this, but I like, or like you would just said with Ryan Reynolds waiting. Um, yeah. there's ways to do like the workplace comedy. Um, and also you have a comedian and Dak Shepard can be funny too. Yeah, no, That's I think weird. he's actually the strong, like his character is slightly limited cause you know, he's written as this like smarmy kind of guy, but yeah. he actually shows, you know, and I can't even remember like where his career was at that point, but like, you know, he shows that he had some of the chops. It's just, right. I think. Dane Cook plays it so like just so cool in the movie that it comes off like, like he just, it almost seems like he didn't care, you know, but, um, but yeah. yeah. So, I mean, who knows? We we might get some hate mail from some Dane Cook lovers and I'm sorry if people (laughs) like his stuff, but uh, you know, I just, uh, not this one though. Maybe a stronger script could have, could have did him better. Yeah. Interesting. So our official watch challenge recommendations for attempted movie stars are Tyrese Gibson and John Singleton's baby boy and Dane Cook and Jessica Simpson uh, oh, sure. in employee of the month from 2006. Many thanks to Ken for that topic. Aaron, what challenge do we have in front of us for next time? So up next, we uh, we're sticking with listener suggestions. Obviously we have uh, midnight movies, which was submitted by James uh, he actually even sent us a, a letterbox list that uh, he had put together under his profile. So we'll, um, we'll link to that in the, the show notes if you need any recommendations. I got to say right at the top of his list, he's got like El Topo, Targets, oh, Oakland, yeah. Night of the Living Dead. There's some fantastic picks in here. Um, since he put that together, though, I kind of want to like deviate from those. Yeah, it's going to make it tougher. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Actually, bigger challenge here. So. Um, yeah, we will be taking a look at midnight movies. I think 
I mean, do we need to kind of like unpack that a little bit, Mike? Kind of those those movies you'd be seeing, like you went and saw Cool as Ice at a uh, you know a, a late night uh, cult film screening. So like those movies you'd watch in a theater, let's just say at midnight, midnight movies uh, yeah. with a crowd, and you know that enhancement of the theatrical experience that way really um, helps out some of these movies. Yeah, or conversely, like one of those movies that uh, you were given to by a friend who said, "Oh, you should watch this," and then you kind of start to pass it to other people, uh, you know. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, one of those kind of things. I, yeah, those word of mouth things that, right? Exactly. Unfortunately, it's like we don't have a lot of those these days. You know. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, well, that's a separate topic. Separate. Uh, yeah. Future <laughs> podcast, maybe. Like, what's wrong with the industry these days? But uh, <laughs> as always, we're you know we're always taking listener suggestions. We're running through um, a series for this season that we we uh, picked out. So, uh, but please, you know, send them our way. We're always open to suggestions for future shows. We have it set up at uh, Watch Challenge Podcast at gmail.com or you can just hit us up on social media um there's usually links in the show notes and whatever device you are uh, currently listening to this on well until next time folks happy viewing see you later see you